everybody, welcome to episode 280 of the Bite Me Podcast. Colby tried to do an introduction and I shut him down. We're just not doing it. But God, I wish you could see him right now. He's wearing... How would you define those glasses, Cole? Like, I think they're the glasses... 70s that, porn star? Well, you know, that or like the ones that John Goodman wore in... Um, uh, shoot, what's the name of that movie? Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Like, wouldn't that kind of sum it up for you? I could take a picture of it. Oh, he's taking a picture. We'll post it on the internet. It's great. Um, and he's also wearing like some sort of, I don't know, coat that looks maybe he's like going to survive a Russian winter. It's a cardigan. Thank oh, it's you a cardigan. Much. Huh. All right. It's um, a pullover, but thanks for asking. <laughs> it's it's great, Cole. It's real nice. I, I'm, I, it, it makes this podcast better. And Colby's camo, beard's looking... Camo ex- shorts and uh, <laughs> Crocs. So. so what you're saying is you're a fashion magnate. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, joining us today in a t-shirt is uh, is Hans. Dylan could not make... Oh, it's an Extra Life t-shirt, though. That's pretty cool. He's representing. Uh, Hans is our resident Extra Life, like, monster fundraiser, I believe. If, if you ever look at our totals, it's like, you know, I think we've raised 20, $22,000 total right in there. And, like, 21462 of that is Hans, roughly. Not that Give close, no. <laughs> it's not that far, though. <laughs> You know the number, don't you? No, now I'm, gonna, I'm logging in to check, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. That would be that'd be crazy. We did it for a couple of years before Hans was there, so we had a head start. But anyway, See? we're going to talk about video games today. But you know, as an aside, if you want to join our Extra Life team, you want to donate to it, go to bitemepodcast.com/slash-extra-life. It's going to be a hoot come this fall, sometime like October, Novemberish. Great times will be had. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about video games today. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Um, Hans has been playing something that he defines as your booty fine like waffle cakes. So that's exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about some news. Um, we're going to talk about the metaverse, which... Thank I'm, God. I'm not sure I hate the metaverse more than I hate um, like cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Wait till um, they combine. Oh, well, that, I mean, that's the good news is, is they already have. Um, right. Yeah, so it's it's great, I guess. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a new game coming out called The Quarry that has an interesting mode that I don't think I've heard about in a video game before. It's, it's interesting. Uh, old PlayStation digital games are expiring, which is um, bad. Like, video games are not like fish. They, they should not expire, I don't think. So fish expires, right? I don't know. No, Stays you good just forever. eat fish, put it in the fridge, and it's good until it like liquefies. Yep, and then you just make it then into you a shake. Drink it. Yeah, yeah, and it's then perfect. You start wearing glasses like that with cardio. <laughs> That's the Colby's problem. He ate too many liquefied fishes. Uh, let's see. Activision Blizzard is up to. I think I would call these shenanigans um, at this point. I, it, it's 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 what it is. And uh, IGN has a new thing called playlist that might replace those spreadsheets you keep of all the games you want to play and the ones you've beat and so on and so forth. It will not replace my spreadsheet, but it's pretty good. Uh, we got questions from from Hans, so he's going to ask a question. Um, it's highly pertinent to video games as well. Uh, we had a question from Prime Fan turned down for what Joe Coleslaw and our Deacon, and then we got we got a couple of cheap free games, like nothing crazy, but uh, we'll do that. And then oh, you should I disagree. I think one of the cheap free games is amazing. Oh no, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just oh, saying okay. that there's only like six of them. Like sometimes we get oh, cheap free okay. games and there's like forty. Uh, today it's it's a short but sweet list. Yeah, like the are you talking about the one that Epic's Games is giving away? 
Uh, yeah, it's better the second one Epic Games is giving away. It's it will stuff. make you hate yourself. <laughs> the best video games do? Maybe? Uh, one other thing you should uh, look out for, like one of the reasons Hans is here is, is literally because Dylan couldn't make it today. But also, we are doing a uh, an 8-bit bite, which we have not done in... Uh, long enough that I had a different job last time I did, and I've been at my current job for almost two years. So it's been it's been a hot minute since we've done an 8-bit bite, and we all feel bad about that. But uh, just you know, watch your watch your RSS feed; it'll pop in there, and you can listen to us talk about uh, uh, Zelda: A Link to the Past, which turns what 30? 30. tomorrow. Tomorrow being to, uh, April today. Oh, I thought it was the thirteenth. Twelfth. My notes say April 13th, and I got that directly from Wikipedia. I think your notes are wrong. But... Are you saying Wikipedia is wrong? I'm saying you're wrong. All right, that's fair enough. Anyway, came out roughly the 12th or 13th. I think we can be completely honest. Records were not great in 1992. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get back to what we've been playing. Do you want to go first, Hans? Do you want to tell me about my booty is fine like waffle cakes? Cakes? Uh, Sure, I do. Uh, well, first, I guess I'll start with uh, what we've been playing on stream. Um, so Tarkov is uh, kind of in a weird state right now. And we got to the point where we all hit level whatever and are kind of done playing till the next wipe. But luckily enough, we're in the middle of a closed beta of the Cycle Frontier. Game looks cool. It is. Uh, yeah. It, so the unfortunately, the uh, closed beta ends in three or four days, but they think they're going to release it, you know, this summer. So in the next couple months. Um, it is fun. It is Tarkov light in space. Um, but unlike Tarkov, there are no AI players or no AI that become players, uh, but there are enemy. So it's PVE. What what do they call it? PVPVE? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's really interesting about Cycle is that when you land on the planet, um, it's not like in Tarkov, when you come in, you know, there's between six and eight players in every map or six and 12 players or whatever, depending on the map with cycle, people are coming and going constantly. Oh, interesting. And there's, there's like a Fortnite storm kind of thing that comes through and wipes out and refreshes all the spawn points, spawn loot and things. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So actually it's, it's really neat because you come in, you come onto the planet via drop pods. And you can be looking up and seeing drop pods landing, you know, and those are actually new players coming to the game and it's completely random. So they come in and you're getting out and yeah, it's just, does it's it a, work? It's, does it work kind of the same as Tarkov where your goal is to get in, get some stuff and then get out? Yeah. It's a looter shooter, I guess is what you'd call it. You know? Yeah. So you get in, you have missions, you get your stuff. There is like a, you know, like in Tarkov, there's a hideout. You've got to, you know, craft things and build your hideout to be better and get better gear and things like that. So the interesting thing about Cycle, the super interesting thing is it's free. Oh, interesting. So they're going to monetize this via, like, Fortnite kind of stuff with passes and uh, cosmetics. Uh, we hope only passes and cosmetics. They're kind of being very, <laughs> they're, they're being very coy about what they'll actually uh, do for the money. So we're kind of worried that... You know, if there's if there's more benefits than just cosmetic and it's play to win, I think my crew would be kind of unhappy about that. I'll yeah. probably play it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure we would be competitive, but that's okay. We're not really competitive anyways. So, <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So your booty fine like waffle cakes, man. That's Tiny Tina and Wonderlands. I've been it's, playing that a lot. He's been talking very good things about it. It sounds pretty great. Yeah, it. 
Borderlands three was rough, but Borderlands two I really and Borderlands the first one I really enjoyed. But the most fun I ever had was the DLC, the Assault on Dragon Keep, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, mm-hmm. um, and that story was just a lot of fun, and the character acting was amazing. And Wonderlands is just it's Dungeons and Dragons or bunkers and badasses, but you know in the Borderlands universe, <laughs> so it's super fun. I love it. I love it. And she has a she has a, a a unicorn. Well, sort of. That stallion is the queen of the uh, of of the realm ah. that you're playing. And um, Butt Stallion came from um, Borderlands Two. Handsome Jack created Butt Stallion to show just how rich he was that he could create a diamond unicorn. Makes sense to me. Yeah, makes so, sense to me. And, yeah. But How's the what fun. is? What does this game play like? Is it is it turn based? Is it real time? Is it no, like it's, it's, it's just like Borderlands, except you have oh, really? spells and shit. Yeah, so it's really? it's literally it's literally Borderlands two style gameplay. You know your weapons upgrade. They added melee weapons, so you you know now you want to upgrade your melee weapons too, and you have spells in different classes that um, have you know you had different classes in the Borderlands games, yeah. but there's more. It's more RPG e now. Interesting. I, I, I fell off Borderlands 3 hard, but I could I can maybe get into this. Same. Borderlands 3 I fell off real bad, but this yeah. is I'm enjoying this quite nice. And it's is it co op or is it single player only? I don't know. Hey, I've, I've never tried co op, so I've only been playing it <laughs> single player, so something we will find out. Uh and, and you, you got a new pinball machine. I did. So I've been playing a lot of pinball, so we got the uh rush, the band. Their pinball machine. It's a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, it broke this weekend after just about oh, 40 no. plays. Um, so an optical sensor board broke in the main scoop. Stern is amazing, and they've got one sent. They're sending me one right away, so I should have it oh, by the end of the week. Oh, that sucks, though. <laughs> you know, it, it happens, right? It, like I always say, you're firing a metal ball around a bunch of plastic parts yeah. and, you know, wooden play fields. So stuff's going to break, and, you know, in shipping, things can get knocked loose, so... Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, now, now you told me something interesting about about this Rush pinball machine that I did not know, and I think it was it was cool. Is that this kind of came together because of bare naked ladies as well, not just yeah, like naked so, women, but the band? No, bare naked ladies, the band. Yeah, uh, they're Canadian as well as you know, and Ed Robertson, I guess the lead singer. Um, so, well, first, Ed is a huge pinball collector, right? So he has one of the, I mean, it's an amazing collection, right? When you're rich and you collect something, you're going to have a really great collection. Um, but he's really cool about it. Let's a lot of the industry folks and streamers and, you know, there's tournaments at his house and things like that. But anyways, his, the way I understand it is that one of his dream machines was to have a Rush pinball machine. So he reached out to Rush and Stern and said, hey, let's do this. And so the game actually features Alex and uh, Getty from Rush doing the callouts, right? So they're making fun of you and making fun of themselves and, you know, just being... That's amazing. Doing the things they do in a pinball machine. Just being Rush. That's good stuff. Yeah. How many yeah, songs you does got... it play? It's 15, 20, 30. Um, it's neat the way, it, the, the conceit of the game, right? And so... Pinball machines are getting more and more complex and like, you know, my Mandalorian, actually, you level up your character and do different oh, missions wow. and stuff um, and buy gear and stuff and like put on the armor. It's really cool. So, but the designer of Rush has it. So you're actually playing through their catalog and traveling through time. So you, you, you oh. power up the time machine and then you jump to another record and power up the time machine and jump to another. So it's really fun that way. 
That is cool. That's very cool. So there's 15 songs-ish. Someday, someday I will go to the Fungin and I will play the Rush Pinball Machine. That is Anytime, buddy. That is the dream. It's going to be great. Cold. <laughs> I just noticed, I don't know who filled in Dylan's when he's playing, but apparently it's Sadness and Cats. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means, but he does have an ab- abnormally large amount of cats. <laughs> Cole, what have you been playing? Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm uh, at Ganon. I just haven't really beaten him. I've been uh, doing a couple side quest things. Just, just, that's it. Just That's it. How, how, how do you feel being that close to... To beating Ganon is that—that's the end, I presume. Correct. I assume. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much on all Zelda games how it works. But I mean, you still have like 650 Korok seeds to get to. Yeah, yeah, that too. I gotta go get all those. So, um, yeah. go ahead. No. I'm... Did you did you know that? Like, did you know that the Korok seeds are actually poop. yeah poop? And I, I don't like that. I like. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the idea that I have a pocket full of. 900 Korok poops. That's that's gross. I don't rally Randy family pocket full of poop. Yeah, it's just not it's just not something I I enjoy. So I I don't I don't know. I found that out this week and it's not great. What do you, what what's, what's your coffee that poops? There's something that poops coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, like those the best coffee ever. Those monkeys? Is that is that the ones where they yeah, and they ew. I've heard it's not Galapagos. Uh, turtles also do it with seeds, not coffee things, but it's with seeds. Yeah, I've heard that the 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 coffee beans are more of a like. Uh, it's one of those things that they only taste great if you know that it's what it is. Like you know, it's like in blind taste tests, people are like, "Oh, it's coffee." Uh, although I would guess that for a large amount of people, like <laughs> you blind taste test anything, you're like, "Yeah, it's coffee." So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't I don't want to eat something that something else has already eaten. That's that's really low on my list of things I want to do. Uh, so, so you're 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 close to beating Ganon, Cole. What are what are your thoughts on it, or do you want to save it for when you've actually? I'll, beaten I'll it? save it. I would assume by next week I'll have beaten it. All right, fair enough. Um, this week uh, I played a like a a smidgen of Weird West, and I really like that game. But I've decided I need to play it on my PC. Um, it's one of those games that the interface is too small. Um, and the text is too small. So when I play it on my TV, um, I get a lot of eye strain from playing it. I'm, I'm really old. Like, I, I should have prefaced this with saying, like, I'm an old man and my TV is not large enough and my eyes are not good enough to play Weird West. Um, and, I like, I, I literally booted it up. I played for, like, five minutes. I'm like, why do my eyes hurt so much? And so I decided that was not not the way to go. Um, I, I kind of I kind of went through a, a couple of games real quick just to see if something else grabbed me. Um I played that what, Shredders, the new that yeah, snowboarding yeah. game, which is not good. Like I, no, I played five minutes of it and it was just like nah. It like feels really indie in a bad way. Like you know what an indie studio will get like too ambitious? That's what this felt like. Like they couldn't quite nail the graphics couldn't quite nail what good snowboarding felt like. But I mean, granted, I played it for 10 minutes, but it was like that was enough for me to go, nah, no, no, no more of this. Um, but I need to play a bunch more Guardians of the Galaxy. And that game is interesting to me. I'm about halfway done with it. Um, and it's one of those games that I don't think I should like. Like everything about it says I shouldn't. It's a game of like 
tons of folks. I played for a half hour this morning, and probably half of that time was just watching the game, just watching, like, you know, full motion video, or not full motion video, but uh, like in engine cutscenes that, you know, just went on for 10 or 15 minutes. And. Like, I'm not super into the combat, but, like, once you figure out how the combat works, it's pretty easy to just kind of juice. It's a lot of... It, it, the combat's interesting because what you really quickly realize is that Star-Lord is by far the least talented, least powerful person in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> like, he's a dude with two little pew-pew guns, you know, with, uh, you know, Drax, who's, like, the destroyer of worlds, and a raccoon with, you know, cluster grenades and a monstrous, you know, rifle, and Groot, who's a tree, um, and Gamora, who's, like, you know, this badass ninja with a sword, and you, you're literally this dude, like, you know, pew-pew-pew guns. And so when you realize that the, the conceit of the game is actually you are telling everybody else what to do because you're in charge of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they are way more powerful than you will ever be, the game gets a little more interesting. And it does... The combat's interesting because you start learning... Um, you start learning like power-ups for your guns. So your guns can shoot ice and then your guns can shoot electricity. And a lot of what you learn to do is that I turn a guy to ice and then I get rocket to attack him with grenades and he explodes. Um, so there's a lot of kind of interesting combo things. So I'm kind of coming around on the combat even though it's a type of combat that I normally wouldn't be super into. Um, the game's funny. Like the game is just flat out funny. Kind of, I mean, Guardians is funny. Um, but it's also a little bit like, I don't want to say like, sad but there are definitely parts of guardians that are sad too um and it does a pretty good job of navigating between both of those so i'm i'm, in, I'm enjoying it way more than i thought i would it's one of those kind of games that um i went into knowing had been kind of critically acclaimed and not super and sold well enough but like not well enough that uh square enix was happy with it and so I didn't really know what to expect. And overall, like, it's kind of winning me over, which which surprises me. I thought this would be a game that I, I probably wouldn't finish. And instead, I'm actually really looking forward to playing every day. So it's uh, it's it's pretty, pretty good. Um, I do like that the guy that they got to voice Star-Lord is Canadian. So every once in a while, he really, like, leans really hard into, like, well, I said I was sorry. Come on. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... Like I said, it's surprising me how much I'm enjoying it. So I will keep playing it and probably beat it. I wish I could play it on my Xbox, but apparently the HDR bug will persist. So I can just play it on my computer every morning. That is fine. Uh, all right. Let us talk about... One second. Oh, please. I also played Undertale. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. You've been playing Undertale for like two weeks. What, what do you... Yeah. Did you beat it? No. No, I'm... I don't know how far into it I am. It's a five-hour game, Cole. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I don't know, four hours into it. But like, when I looked at like a walkthrough on how to beat a boss, like, it, I don't know, seemed like maybe I wasn't all that far into it. I don't know. <laughs> how? What are you? What are you thinking of, indie darling Undertale? Uh, it's good. Um, it's interesting in because I'm doing a uh, non-genocide run, a pacifist and, uh, run, whatever. Um, I'm doing a Quaker run. A Quaker run. <laughs> it uh, it seems good. Like I probably will beat it. I don't know. It's one of those games that, like, I understand why it was so well received, and I understand why people like it, but I'm not sure I quite understand the level to which people like it. Like, I'm not getting an Undertale tattoo, and I know a lot of people do. Um, I bounced I, off it pretty hard. I'm now. 
And then knowing Colby's playing it, I might have to go back and check it out again. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely, you have to like a certain kind of game to play Undertale. And I think it is more fun if you play it, either do a genocide run or a, a pacifist run. Um, I don't know. I never beat it either. Um, I played it on my Mac, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. No, probably before. I think it was actually before I'm... How old is that game called? Do you know? No idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, I played it a number of years ago on my Mac, and it's a game that doesn't have autosaves, so I died and then realized I was going to have to go back and replay like the last 20, 30 minutes of game. I was like, nah, not today. And then not today turned into, nah, never. So, um, and it was a game that I... I don't want to say stupidly, but I'd read an article not long before I bought that game that was like, man, if if you have the opportunity and you can, you should really buy games direct from their creators because then they get all the money and, you know, they don't get the 30% taken off by Steam and so on and so forth. I was like, yeah, that's really true. I should do that. And so I bought it direct from him. And so now I have like a Mac version of it sitting somewhere on a Mac that I don't use anymore. (laughs) Um, And so I don't even know if I, I mean, I guess I could play it on Game Pass now. (laughs) So I I don't know. It's, it is what it is. Um, I don't, I don't know if I quite get the hype. I think, I mean, there was a time where that was the highest rated game on Steam. Um, Like it had a, like a 98 or a 99. It was whatever. It's all good. Anyway, let us talk now. Let us talk now. That That's a great transition uh, about our patrons. These are the wonderful people that donate just a little bit of cash to us every month. Uh, it's a one, three, five, no, sorry, one, three, seven or $10 donation. I should really change that seven donation down to a five. That would just make sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're in the $10 producer level, we say your name on every podcast. And so right now I'm going to do that. Big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous. That could be Hans. Who knows? Uh, and Rich Deacon. It's not because Hans is also a patron. <laughs> Maybe he's paying twice. Maybe he's paying twice. No, he's not. <laughs> he says he's not. And I trust him. Uh, anyway, big shout out to all those fine people and all of our other patrons as well. Uh, if you would like to be a patron yourself, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Both of them will take you to the same place. Uh, and, and you can, you know, donate a little money so you can do cool things like let us use Squadcast, which is what we're talking to on each other right now. I can see both of the people on this podcast because of you. And it's nice to see Hans. Colby's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, <laughs> you can go to our disc. He is wearing a cardigan. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you go- want a suit? <laughs> I actually expect Colby to wear a suit. I Next week, wear a tie. I don't Colby. own a tie. <laughs> Colby doesn't own a tie, so there will be no, no tuxes or suits for him. I guess you could just be like a casual suit. You could wear like a sport coat with a, like a dress shirt unbuttoned. No? Don't have a dress shirt. <sighs> Colby is wearing a cardigan or nothing. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> if I have to do like a job interview, I'm going to have to go buy clothes. I I think for the last probably two or three job interviews I've had, I've had, I've had to go buy a tie for the second interview. Mm. So I didn't wear the same tie <laughs> that I wore in the first interview. So we're pretty much in the same place. Call It's fine. Uh, all right. Let's talk about, I, I don't know, who wants to say this word? Oh, oh, I, I, news. Fine, fine. That's absolutely fine, Cole. News? I didn't know what, what 
What word? The word. Say? The bird is the word. Get me canceled. He, he skipped the extra life part. We already uh, talked about. I I always skip extra life too. It's it, I really should move it to the bottom. It's fine, you know. It's all right. It's fine. Uh, all right. So, do you guys know what the metaverse is? I mean, kind of. You know, I I, I figured it wasn't going to take off, and I just needed to ignore it, so I did. <laughs> the good news is, Cole, is I don't strongly believe that Sony, Lego, or Epic, um. And those are those are people that just spent two two billion. That's the big B billion dollars um, to find out what the metaverse is. Uh, Lego and Sony gave Epic two billion dollars to to build out the metaverse. Um, and like I, I I did a bit of research to find out what what the metaverse is. And I will be honest, almost every article I read about it that wasn't by some sort of like crypto bro trying to push the metaverse literally verbatim said i don't know the metaverse is mostly bullshit like i i am not mm -hmm. kidding you that is literally a direct quote from probably two or three articles <laughs> um but the idea of the metaverse is essentially building a like you've a second life it, well, well even i, second I am life. even more my than second theory life, is is that the metaverse was pushed out because it got like Facebook, like it, it took away some of their bad press. Oh, absolutely. It went from being Facebook's having horrible press to like, what the hell is meta? What is Facebook talking about? I absolutely agree. Um, but but really, it's it's kind of a ready player <laughs> one. Oh, hello, Spade. I was going to stay. Yeah. It's as, as a fan of all things William Gibson. And all things, you know, what we've learned about in the Shadowrun universe, right? Of these great expanded, you know, where you live in a VR world. I want this, but we don't. We're not there yet. This is not Ready Player One. This is not no. William Gibson. This is not Neuromancer. Yeah, this. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is like, and that's the reality too. Is you know, every single thing I read was like, yeah. I mean, at best case scenario, it's like a couple people in VR headsets like hanging out together in the same place with avatars. But I mean, is that really different than what World of Warcraft is? Um, I was just gonna say, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, World of Warcraft probably does it better and will continue to do it better. It's like you know, uh, what the Simpsons did it first. It's yeah, it's. You know, same thing with WoW. I, I want to point out that worldwide they've sold six million um, VR headsets, right? And and none of them. I mean, none of none of the ones that have mass adoption are good enough that you can like you can't high five someone in you know in virtual space. You can't touch someone in virtual space. And and what worries me more than just about anything, um, like the metaverse come go like whatever i don't i don't really think it'll take off but the good news about the metaverse is that it's probably this is actually probably one of those cases where i'm actually going to say like the free market will kind of dictate as to whether or not the metaverse takes off and i i think it will actually make the right decision in this point when people are like no i'm not going to buy a 300 dollars headset to go game badly with other people um when there's so many other better options but i do worry about companies doing it because microsoft is also like really into the metaverse and they're looking at it from a business perspective and i can see the like dystopian nightmare where you're you know you start your job and your boss gives you the 300 dollars you know quest headset and then we all log in from our house 
and are in the quote unquote office together in VR all day. And that sounds like a fresh hell that I am just not. You know why that probably won't happen? No. $300 headset? Real estate. What? Real estate. Well, I mean, I think that there's a push to go back to the offices. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though, is is like so you can divest yourself of all your real estate holdings. Oh, no, no. It's not the, the companies doing the real estate. It is the real estate people want who are big in politics. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. Want people back in in businesses. Yeah, but I mean, like if you as a business owner could say, like, I can track everything you do. I can see everything you're looking at. I can do all that stuff. And I don't have to pay tens of thousands of dollars a month for you know, for, uh, you know, those offices that nobody wants to go back to anyway. Like I, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever reach any sort of mass adoption point, but I can see like those terrible bosses that, I mean, they're the ones that exist nowadays that people are having to build like contraptions to keep their mouse moving so they can go to the bathroom. You know, like I can see those people going like, ah, this new virtual reality thing, 300 bucks. And like, maybe I have to pay for their internet access, but I can, I can literally see what their eyes are doing every second of the day. Like, I don't like that I mean, at don't all. Don't get me wrong. The, the minute we get to a Ready Player One and I can put on a VR suit and do that kind of level of cool shit. Oh, yeah. I will do it. I will I, the minute there. I can escape from this hellscape I live in, I think, I'm out. I think that's actually the problem, though, that I see with things like the metaverse is, like, can you think of a single instance of like metaverse type stuff in science fiction or anything that's like ah the world's pretty okay but we've got this metaverse thing and it's dope like no it's always like we're living in this horrible you know dystopia where you know everything is horrible but welcome to 2022 right it's it's not it's bad man but it's not that bad yet do you remember 2024 it'll we'll get there (laughs) Do you remember in The Matrix when Joey Pants is talking to the yes. agent and he's like, I know that this steak isn't real, and you know, but I can still taste it. I'm like, yeah, he's, he makes, a, he makes point. a really good point. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, they eat like gruel on a ship. Like, I don't know, maybe being a battery's better. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I just. <sighs> I just wish we hadn't gotten to this point so early. <laughs> I mean, but maybe that's the reality. You have to start building your metaverse now. So in 2035, when we're fighting the water war, um, you know, that you can plug in at the Skynet end of the day. early. <laughs> so they, you know, so maybe I can own come. a house in the metaverse, metaverse Cliff. Well, there's you good news. An and NFT house in <laughs> the metaverse. I was say. There's good news and there's bad news. Uh, <laughs> you can buy a house. It is an NFT. And the value of it is probably directly tied to real real estate. So <laughs> at least I'm going to tell you, I think Chris Roberts started all this selling uh, JPEG ships to fund Star Citizen, right? This, right. The NFT started with Chris Roberts. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's uh, I read today that Lord British uh, guy yeah, behind Ultima that. is building a NFT blockchain based RPG and I just died a little inside. Like that guy was so cool. It, like he he made ultimate and he's an astronaut. And and his name like I mean he seriously lets people call him Lord British. I mean <laughs> I mean there's cool and yeah and then, yeah. And there's Lord British cool. He's got a mansion that has like all sorts of hidden passages and stuff, but then he's like NFT video games are like, no, you're out. You're done. Canceled. He needs to buy a new mansion. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, the, the way we got here 
is Lego gave Epic the parent company of Lego. Yeah, which I didn't realize that that they they were not named just Lego. Um, apparently, Correct. it's like Kiki. Kiki, yeah, something something with some K's. Ker, Kirby, K R B I. Um, I think you should know that their CEO is named Soren Thorup Sorensen, which is like the most Scandinavian damn name. I'm, we're probably related. Yeah, um, be in a metal band, right? <laughs> um, gave Epic a billion dollars to help develop the the kids metaverse. Like having an adult metaverse isn't bad enough. We're going to put our kids into this bullshit. And and like it's focused on the, you know they're talking about like you know they can really trust Epic to build a place that's super safe for kids. And I'm like, "Why? Why would you trust Epic with anything?" Uh I mean, you've seen you've seen Todd Sweeney, right? Tim Sweeney? Todd Sweeney? Yeah, Tim Sweeney. You've seen that man. Oh, he he signed the poster on on right behind uh, Hans's wall. Um, like I mean, that dude is wackadoo. Like he he's he's super into magic. Let's be honest here. Um, like card magic or no, like magic illusion. Magic. <laughs> I, I mean, in the in the same way that uh, Gearbox guy is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you've seen, have, have you ever seen the, the you know, back in the day when virtual desktops were a big thing, like at the first of the pandemic where you could get like a Zoom backdrop to, you know, drop yourself into? His was like a desk and then this giant room with just one of those balls you touch and the electricity comes to your finger. That was just in the middle of the room oh, for yeah. some reason. <laughs> um, but I mean, why would you trust Epic with the safety of children like i guess because they made fortnite but i i don't consider fortnite to be particularly safe <laughs> so but anyway um i guess the good news is you're going to be able to do some lego stuff in the metaverse which will be cool i guess um isn't minecraft a thing you know yeah, but that's a, microsoft a, a couple of the articles I read actually said that they think that that might be it, is that Lego is really pissed that someone essentially took their game um, and made billions of dollars on it. Because, I mean, really, what is Minecraft than just, like, fancy organic Legos? Um, and that this is their... their... I, I mean, I'm going to point out Lego complaining that someone stole their idea is real ironic. Oh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure they stole it from someone else. Oh, it's possibly Duplo. If I recall, or, or, or what was what was the one we had as kids called? Lock blocks, constructs. No, no lock blocks. Remember we we couldn't we couldn't get real Legos. We had lock blocks. They were like they were like the uh, what was the off brand Transformers? Gobots. <laughs> they, they were the they were the Gobots to Legos. Um, but yeah, I just it's super weird. But then like a couple days later, PlayStation, Sony, I guess, gave Epic another billion dollars to help Sony get into the metaverse. I guess at least they have their own VR headset, but like I'm not saying this is 2 billion dollars that they just lit on fire, but I mean I I got to get their money stole, back somehow. I guess. Lego stole their bricks from Kitty Craft's patented self-locking building bricks. <laughs> Kitty bricks. I will say, have you ever like looked at the? Uh, have you ever seen like any of the like the, the behind the scene things on how Legos are made? No, it's kind of crazy. Like the the engineering um, behind them and like the tolerances they operate in are just shockingly 
precise. Like it's it's got like some real Scandinavian energy to it. That like, <laughs> I do enjoy the Lego building show that they have on Fox with Will Arnett. Are they? Does that feature master builders? Yes, that's master builders. That's I, the show. I yeah. would highly, highly, highly suggest if you enjoy that show to never Google like. Oh, no. Master builder. Master what? Uh, master builder um, taken advantage of. I. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, speaking of Will Arnett, to, to to go back a second, the ultimate big bad in Tiny Tina Wonderland is Will Arnett. Oh, very nice. Himself. Very nice. He. I enjoy that. There is nothing Will Arnett will not take a paycheck for. I. <laughs> Like, hey, we need a voice. He's like, okay. He like, he hosted the Minecraft, um, like they do the the, the big yearly Minecraft, um, like thing. It's like a big televised thing. I actually went Minecon. and saw it in yeah Minecon. There you go. I went and saw it in a theater, um, and Will Arnett hosted it. Uh, well, my kid wanted to go. Um, and he was awful. He was just absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, oh, no. I, he just like I mean, like calling it in would be. Would be generous. <laughs> anyway, the metaverse is stupid. I I will just come out and say it's dumb. Um, I can't believe that they spent two billion dollars on it. That is extra dumb, and I can't imagine what they could possibly think they will get for that two billion dollars. But <sighs> I think it's dumb in twenty twenty two. I think in twenty thirty two we might be singing a different tune. But. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. Is is like. $2 billion is not going to buy the technology that you'd need to have a good metaverse. Um, I don't even know if $2 billion would make a dent in the R&D for the technology you'd need to start thinking about. Um, like one of the things I was reading, they were talking about, uh, you know, the idea is that, you know, you're at home and you put on your glasses and your friend puts on their glasses at a concert. And then there's like a hologram version of you at the concert with them. And you can like high five and, you know, whatever. And I'm like... Okay, but that doesn't exist. But then I really started to think about it, all right? So I've seen, I've been to a number of concerts in the last uh, two or three months, right? And I, I don't I don't have, like, front row seat money. Um, I've got, like, you know, the, the artist is the size of a pretty decent-sized pea down there in the thing. But, you know, so most of the concerts, you're actually watching it on a screen of the artist. And sure, you're there, and sure, it's live. But, like... Where's the difference between me putting on a headset and being put into a virtual audience watching a actual live performance of of a person? Is that better than watching a live performance on TV? I think that very much so in a way that, the, you know, depending on the arena you're watching in, the sound could suck terribly too, right, with all the echoes. <laughs> right. So I would much rather, you know, yeah, I would much rather, I think, sit... I don't know if I need a headset, but a TV would be just fine. Yeah, I mean, concert. like that's a, a lot of bands that did that during the during pandemic, the COVID. Yeah. yeah, and that was great. I enjoyed paying ten bucks to a band to watch them. Here's the thing, though: Would you rather spend three hundred dollars and watch it in VR, or what if it was just on TV? Yeah, I mean, that, do I need to have the fake three D high five in space? I don't know. Or, I, I mean, don't need that at all. I mean, I guess the thing is, is like there is. There is something special about, like, you know, sitting in the nosebleed section of a, like, no, I don't want to VR myself into, you know, section 325 row X, um, like, squished between two other people. Um, 
But I mean, I think that there is something to be said about a concert where you're, you know, standing room only 10 rows back. Um, but I don't... I will I will also say as one who goes to, like, say, soccer games yeah. and who watches them on TV, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's an energy at a concert you're not gonna get in VR or on the TV. But but I guess the question is is could you get it in VR if it was mic'd correctly? Dear Lord, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I don't know. It, it's it's like an interesting it's an interesting like thought experiment for me almost because I I mean one have you seen the people you are in the un, in the yeah, you know, metaverse it's like it's just hey me I'm here wheeze. with all my friends and yeah my my we you know dude that's like, a good point. It's a good point. It's almost real. Yeah, I. But I can. So, as an introvert, I can sit at home with my pants off. Yeah. And watch a concert, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I don't oh yeah, that. I am too. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't rather. Yeah. I'm saying that there's a difference. Yeah. I. I, I, I agree. There is a difference. But I mean, like the the difference works the other way too, though. Is I've been to a number of concerts that have just been absolutely ruined by the person sitting next to me. Um, oh yeah, it's are the you same talking with movies, about right? all the concerts I've gone to with you? Say that. No, I'm not talking about those. You're always a perfect gentleman. No, but I mean, I I would say I've been to, like I said I've been to two or three concerts in the last couple of months. But I would say that the three or four concerts I went to before that have all been had had an experience where either there was like people talking really loudly during the show, or um, you know the people next to you are super obnoxious, or you know whatever i've had a number of shows kind of ruined um or like the sounds just terrible theater. yeah yeah same thing in a movie theater i don't want to hear joe bob and his kid talking about the movie behind me yeah yeah and i don't want my kids to you know i'd rather you know watch a movie at home and the kid if the kid wants to ask a question i'll pause the movie you know and don't bother anyone else and i can go potty yeah I do. I kind of want to see a, a live concert in VR now, though. I'm I'm kind of curious about what that experience would be like. If haven't they done a bunch inside Fortnite? Well, yeah, but, but I, think, I guess not in VR. Yeah, yeah. To me, there's a difference between. I'm, you can probably watch a concert in VR. I'm guessing that if you look yeah, it up, you will find true. a concert in VR, Cliff. Like true. I doubt this is like the first time someone's thought about, about that. This. No, probably not. I don't know. I, I guess the thing is, I I really did enjoy, like like you said, Hans. Like I enjoyed the the live. Shows during COVID too. We watched uh, Dropkick Murphys did a really cool one at um, just the baseball stadium in New York. I don't I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> where the Yankees play, probably <laughs> concertvr.io. Hey, there we go. Like, there you go. I'll go steal a headset. Uh, but they're cool. So anyway, metaverse dumb. Concerts in VR may be okay. We'll see. Metaverse dumb for now. <laughs> for now. Uh, let's see. So speaking of, I guess, weird experiences that aren't quite games, uh, there's a new game called uh, coming out called uh, The Quarry. It's being uh, made by Supermassive. And so Supermassive did... Um, like the the man of Madon games, those like horror oh, games. Yeah. Um, they've done a number of other things too. So like, don't that's that's not all they've done. Like if you look those guys up, they've done until dawn and stuff. yeah, a lot a lot of good stuff. Um, definitely a, a high quality. Uh, they did little nightmares, you know that stuff. So uh, they they know what they're doing when they make video games. Uh, little nightmares wasn't my thing, but a lot of people really liked it. I just wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, a lot a lot of different stuff though. And uh, their next game, The Quarry, is going to be, I think, kind of that, you know, horror game where you're, you know, controlling stuff, uh, you know, like it's, what do I want to say? I think there's a, it's a... <laughs> I thought that was a perfect explanation. Yeah, right? <laughs> it wasn't great. 
Um, but essentially you can, uh, it's going to have a, a movie mode where if you don't actually want to play the game itself, you can actually uh, kind of set how you want it to play. It's going to have three different passive participants participants. Everybody lives, everybody dies at a director's chair, which lets you adjust the behavior of each character in specific situations when under pressure in conversation to let the story unfold. Um, so you, you can play it as just a game, um, or you can play it as a like interactive experience that you kind of guide, which I don't know. I, what do you guys think? I think let's plays are a thing. <laughs> but you don't control that, Colby. Well, who you gives ever, the... Well, like, Netflix has a few of those, like... Control the action movies, you know, where uh, choose your own adventure type yeah. movies. Yeah, I played... Um, there's a, yeah, you're the right. There's a Minecraft one. one. There's a Kimmy Schmidt one, oddly enough. <laughs> yes. Black Mirror. Oh, does Black, uh, did Black Mirror have one? Uh, yeah. I think Black Mirror was the first one. Um, there was a place... And Boss Baby. There's literally a Boss Baby one. I'm not Boss Baby in Black Mirror. Um, I hate that I so know, much. I mean, like, if it's like Blizzard-level cutscenes, I'll go through and watch those back in the day, you know, like from StarCraft or World, uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. But I don't know if I... Eh? eh? The idea is interesting. Um, like, and so I played, I played a game called Erica on the PlayStation, and it was kind of like that, um, where you essentially it was it was a little more little more than choose your own adventure because there was some like light puzzle solving too, but it was very much a bunch of uh, full motion video sequences kind of taped together by your action. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was it was really enjoyable, and I, I think that these kind of things, though, every time I see one of these, I think that maybe it's an interesting way to play something video game like with someone who doesn't necessarily play video games. Like maybe you you know know people that enjoy movies, and you want something a little more interactive than that as like kind of a gateway drug. Um, but boy, this has to be good for that then, right? Yeah, and like like it Erica was really good. Um, it was really enjoyable. Um, I have to say it because the soundtrack was done by Austin Wintery, which is what pulled me in. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Brooke and I played it, and it was it was interesting at least. And you know, like three four hours, so you know, longer than an average movie, but not shockingly so. So I don't know. Um, a lot of these guys' games have come to Game Pass, so if it comes to Game Pass, I'll, I'll give it a give it a try. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Have Have you checked your games lately, Cole, to see if any of them expired? Like, do they smell bad? Like sour milk, maybe? I don't think so, but though my milk did expire. Oh, so your milk expired, but your yeah. games are still okay. Yeah. yeah. Fish is still good. Fish too. is still good. Still kind of liquidy, a little sloshy, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Mm -hmm. And and Hans has a number of very, very old games. They all still appear to have not expired yet. Only because I bought physical copies. And I worry. This 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 hits me in the oh my god I this scares me like my entire Steam library is going to disappear someday because it's all digitally <laughs> it'll by someone else yeah yeah it's not great um, like I don't have the space for physical games anymore though man like I just that's something I had to give um, yeah so a bunch of people on uh, like older PlayStation consoles and I think. Uh, Vita consoles, so PlayStation 3s and Vitas, have been trying to play like Chrono Cross um, and a handful of other 
old games and literally when they boot them up they are told that the game expired on December 31st 1969 which nice nice first of all nice um second of all that is like December 31st 1969 is i believe the the day That's the start of the epic. yeah so it's essentially when it's epic timestamp yeah yeah when, something's broken yeah it when, sounds like it's not. the it's really for me. It's the day the seventies. It is essentially the day the seventies died, but it's also the day when Unix doesn't or Linux system doesn't know what day it is. That's what day it says. So it's the start of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they they don't really know what's causing it. And the good news is is PlayStation has really not said anything. So <laughs> the good news is PlayStation's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. So yeah, Hans is really right though. This is I, this is not good. Um, I have a Chrono Cross on my Vita. Boot that sucker out, Cole. Let's see if it's expired. Let's see what happens. I don't think I've got my Vita like charged. Is the problem? Uh, I mean, this is the this is the whole fight that a lot of like the Internet Archive and things like that are doing, you know, and especially now with digital copies of things or um, in the multiplayer space, right? Yeah. You, you buy this great game, you love it, and then they turn off the servers, and you're all right. So there's. This is definitely something, and seeing this like out in the wild now and getting a, b- a big enough story that it hits Kotaku, I guess, is worrisome yeah. in the extreme. It's one of those things to me that a, I mean, like, first of all, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I'll tell you two things. So the other day we were reading, an, I was reading an article that was things that are okay to steal. Um, and one of them was uh, video games that are no longer... Uh, Abandoned way. Yeah, you know, the, if you can't buy them, absolutely don't feel bad about stealing those. Like, I mean, a lot of people will tell you different, but, like, if you're asking Cliff, steal away. Um, and the other thing was ducks. Cliff is not a lawyer. No, no. The other thing was ducks from your local pond. I am. Steal stuff. Um, and this person said they had 28 ducks now. And I, that's living the dream, if you ask me. Um, free ducks. Yeah, free ducks. <laughs> Spade is very, very against the idea of free ducks. We do not get free ducks in our house anymore. So no free ducks for, for our house. But the rest of you that want some free ducks. All lizards living outside, Cliff? Said, free lizards. Yeah, oh, I have, you, have, you have no idea how many free lizards I have. It's amazing. Um, and we're making more of them all the time. Today, I had a free snake outside. Great. It was, See, it was awesome. Free snake. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's it's bad, and I, like I'm a firm believer that companies should have to if you're if you're going to make a multiplayer server and you're going to take that server down, then you should have to open source that code. Um, it, it's only fair. That's what I say. Uh, all right. So, actors in Blizzard, um, we talk a little bit about them. I mean, just a touch here, Who? here and there. Yeah, you may have heard of them. They made some great games like. The Mech Warrior series, I think, is probably the last thing that I really oh, uh, rock and roll racers, rock and roll racers, um, Warcraft, I think, Lost Vikings, Lost Vikings, Lost Vikings, the the, the predecessor to their their hit Warcraft, uh, handful of games. Um, so they are currently being, uh, what's the right word? Raven Software, who is a subsidiary of Activision Blizzard. Uh, and their QA team has said, hey, we want to unionize. And Blizzard said, of course, we understand that you want to unionize. We're not going to just recognize it because that would make us good people. But we'll let you go through the process. It'll be fine. Um, 
and and we understand that you know it's it's just this one QA team that wants to to unionize, and so you know it's it's not a it's not a huge amount of people. It's like thirty or forty. Um, the other eleven hundred QA people that we employ, they're all going to be made full time now, and we're giving them all raises. Um, and we'd love to do the same to you guys, but that can be seen um, as essentially bribes, and that's against. Um, organizing laws in the United States. So like, we'd sure love to give that to you guys, but we just can't. It's a real bummer. Um, sorry. Um, it just sucks. Uh, anyway, other things that suck are also active in Blizzard. Um, but for a myriad of reasons, this is just one, um, and a number of reasons <laughs> that Activision Blizzard sucks. Uh, and finally, uh, do you... I missed Raven when they made games that weren't Call of Duty. Ah, oh, man. Do, do you remember, like, do you remember Hexic? All the good Jedi Knight games? Hexen, Hect Heretic, Hexen, yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. Really good stuff. Um, uh, do you, do you, I know Colby does, uh, keeps a spreadsheet of, or a list, I suppose, of games he beats. <laughs> do, do you use a spreadsheet, Cole? Spreadsheet. What, what do you use? I use... Uh, Colby has a note in his phone that keeps track of it. I, being a far more advanced person than Colby, use a Google spreadsheet. Oh, that's very impressive, though. It is. There's a lot of games that's on that. A lot of games. Yeah, I use a, I use a, a Google sheet to keep track of mine. Do you do you keep track of that kind of stuff, Hans? Or are you a normal person? I am a normal person. <laughs> Good on you, man. <laughs> you you live a better life than I do. Uh, I don't beat very many games. <laughs> Play the games that don't end. Guys. <laughs> Maybe that's actually the problem. Is that yeah? You, <laughs> yes. I'm I'm always making lists. <laughs> always. That's that's why uh, that's why Steven Spielberg hired or er, hired you to play uh, Schindler. Uh, <laughs> oh my! If you've if you've never seen uh, life's too life's short. too short, um, I think that's episode four. Episode one. Was it episode one? It's, it's very yeah. good. Um, they entered with uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Warwick Davis yeah. and Ricky Gervais oh, yeah. and Stephen Merchant. Yeah, it's it's very. F I, I don't know. It's one of those things that I saw and laughed and laughed and laughed. I've showed it to like probably a half dozen people, and they watch it and then look at me kind of weird. So I, I don't know. Anyway, that's not. It has nothing to do with this. There, I mean, I guess it does loosely. There are lists. Uh, IGN just released a new uh, website. I guess it's called IGN Playlist. And it essentially allows you to create lists of games that you own. It lets you create games of lists you're playing, games of lists you want, games of lists, lists of games you want, and uh, lists of games Either one. Yeah, that you've beaten. Uh, so if you're a little obsessive about keeping track of those kind of things, uh, it's, it's actually pretty good. There's, there's been a handful of these that I've tried out, um, up to and including I actually built one. Um, no, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it does not have every feature I want because I actually really like the ability to say when I beat a game, and also uh, kind of like just a general ranking of of where I put that in the games I, I have beaten. And it doesn't allow you to do that. It essentially is just you know games I own, games I want, games I have played or am playing, and games. I think it also has a skipped though, which I or like stopped playing, which I'm a big fan of. Like I played this game for a while and then I stopped. I didn't beat it, I just stopped. Um I think that's an important one. Um, but it also lets you create, I think, what they call um like shareable playlists essentially. 
uh, with the idea that you can just add games to this and then share it to people. I'm actually kind of considering adding the games we play in our in our now playing section to a playlist so people could actually go and look through all the games that we played in 2022 or 2023, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea. Um, and they're shareable, so you can just you know throw a link somewhere and people can do it. So, you know, IGN, love them, hate them, whatever. But it's a, it's an interesting bit of... A software it's it's worth looking into so go check out it's called uh ign playlist you can go to ign.com slash playlist to to check <clears throat> that out all right let's see who asked questions today hans could you do an impression of yourself and ask your question <laughs> uh yes so that like as always this is very game related uh what is your favorite type of omelet so, so first of all like <laughs> You know, you're 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 native to Indiana, correct? Correct. Do, I am an Indiana. You do not have any discernible accent. Does does Indiana have an accent? Are there people in Indiana that have a an Indiana accent? Well, the, so closer you get to Chicago, you get the Chicago accent, and the closer you get to Kentucky, Southern Indiana has the accent. Um, I have spent years keeping that out of my. <laughs> <laughs> of not falling into that trap. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so no, no accent for Hans. That's fine. Uh, favorite type of omelet. So why don't you go first, Hans? What's your What's your favorite omelet? So there is a diner that does a Tex-Mex omelet, and oh. they make their own sausage. Um, happy fun ball. Tim would love this because they make their own sausage, and he's big into making his own sausage. So weird. Um, <laughs> the sausage king delicious. of Medford. <laughs> Pepper Jack, mushrooms, this sausage, and they make this wicked good salsa too that mm. they put in there, wrap it in. It's delicious. I just And then wait, 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 wait. And then they make these wicked good hash browns that they crisp up real good. They put the omelet in and then wrap the hash browns around the omelet and call it a hash brown casserole, and it will stop your heart. But it's oh. insanity. An omelet wrapped in hash browns. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I am in. How about you, Cole? Do you have a favorite omelet? Probably the corned beef omelet from uh, uh, the original Pancake House. Oh, damn. That sounds good, too. Original Pancake House omelets are interesting, too, because they are oven-baked. They don't make them in a skillet. And so they're kind of poofy. Is that fluffy? fluffy? Yeah. They're they're pretty good. It's like IHOP. They put pancake batter in their omelet batter. Really? Yeah, so it makes it a fluffier Interesting. omelet. I, uh, as a as a vegetarian, my omelet choices are usually relatively limited to <laughs> the vegetarian omelet. <laughs> Sometimes you can get like something fun, like a like a like spinach Swiss and uh, avocado omelet. You know, you can go a little little sideways there, but it's it's usually uh, you know peppers, onions. Um, some mushrooms, that kind of stuff. But you know what? That's fine because omelets are just great. Like I just, so, I just love omelets. <laughs> to be honest, I want to uh, take mine back because I remember there was a place that no longer exists called Britain's that had a Philly cheesesteak omelet. What? That was amazing. Huh. That, that also sounds. That sounds delicious. real good. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. Ever since Hans asked it, this question in our Discord, I've kind of wanted an omelet. So I. I don't know. Might have to do it. Happens. I don't know. Can you? Do you guys? Can, do you make your own omelets? Hell no! I'm so bad at it. I just make scrambled <laughs> that's eggs. Exactly. Like eighty yeah, percent yeah. of my omelets just end up being scrambled eggs. 
Scramble eggs were shitting in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've actually given some very strong consideration to buying one of those omelet pans that is omelet like a pan pans. on both sides. You can just flip it. <laughs> but I have, I have yet to actually do that. So, ah, man. Yeah. Now I want an omelet. All right, next question. Prime fan says, what, in your opinion, uh, what, no, what is, what's your opinion on most fighting games? Like, I guess, do you enjoy fighting games or not? And if so, do you have a favorite fighting game? Hans is shaking his Not head. Not really. It's right behind him, and it is Marvel Super... Versus Capcom? Something? No, Marvel versus Capcom is very good. Marvel Super Heroes is the original, but really, um, my favorite is... <laughs> he was holding. He is literally holding a Killer Instinct cartridge uh, from the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah? Well, mine's... <laughs> Colby's is... I, I don't have a game. I just... <laughs> this is just a small data East cabinet. I, yes, I couldn't actually go full of Mortal Kombat 2 in here, so that... But no, uh, uh, serious answer is Killer Instinct or Marvel Superheroes, probably. I am... Do you... Have you played... Like, do you play modern fighting games at all? Like, have you... Have you played any, like, of the new fighting games? Oh, I did play the Batman ones. The uh, Ark... Uh, which... Uh, which was That's kind of... Justice. Those are kind of beat-em-ups. Not Injustice, fighting, yeah. yeah. No, no, injustice. Oh, injustice. I'm injustice. Sorry. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard those are, good. those are good. I've not played them. Yeah, they're they're good. I played the first one. My my I think my age really shows my answer because I have I I don't think I've played a fighting game older than Virtua Fighter 2. I think that was <laughs> like the the most recent fighting game I've played. I loved loved the Virtua Fighter games. It's uh like, those are both games that I can beat in the arcade, given enough court. Well, I doubt now, but <laughs> could beat in the I arcade. Mean, that's pretty much any arcade game. Clip. Well, like, given enough quarters, I could beat it. Yeah, but I mean, I was pretty... Given enough quarters, I could beat that, you know, dun- what's the Dragon's Quest or Dragon's Lair? <laughs> that's true. It took a lot of but... quarters, though. Uh, well, and I mean, I guess what I should say is, is, like, it wasn't a lot of quarters either. I could probably do it for a buck fifty um, back in the day. Uh, but I was good. I was I was quite good at that, um, and I really liked Street Fighter Two as well. Um, again, like in the arcade, you know, back in the day. So, <laughs> Hans. Also, do you just have a tray of Super Nintendo games next to your desk, Hans? <laughs> no, I just I've been playing them. You know, my whole my whole stuff is sitting right next to me. So yeah, <laughs> love it. I just pulled out some fighting games for fun. I love it. Love it. Uh, not a not a big fighting games person though. Um, I would say. Uh, if you don't go to our website because that's a terrible place apparently to find old episodes of 8-Bit Bytes, unfortunately, I'm going to fix that. Uh, but if you search, if you search through, um, like episode two, no, it was, it was actually pretty recent. It was like episode seven or eight. I think it was actually one of the last ones we did. We did an 8-Bit Byte entirely on fighting games and beat-em-ups. So you could probably go to like our anchor page maybe or apple music or something i don't you can't really search this stuff i don't think so i will figure that out maybe i'll maybe i'll try to figure out a way to link to it in our show notes uh we did a, a big old episode on fighting games so that is a, a better answer perhaps uh turn down for what says uh three to four hundred years ago pirates were considered a terrifying force now they're family friendly figures of fun which is great alliteration love that um, what would their modern day equivalents be in a few centuries? So pirates were a terrifying force in the 1500s, 1600s, I guess. What, uh, what is something that is terrifying today that's just going to be fun and fuzzy two or 300 years from now, assuming that um, the earth isn't a giant 
underwater fireball. Those two things seem like they would be uh, contradictory, but I'm not so sure they are. What do, what do you think? Is there something that's f- horrifying today that'll be fine and fuzzy in the future? I don't know, man, because pirates today are like, you know, what are we going to romanticize next? Right. right? I mean, that's yeah. the that's the real question. I think the actual answer is in, in this hell world, it'll probably be Nazis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I think I think it'll be the probably the answer, Cole, is like, man, do you remember when the worst thing we had to think about was Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> oh we weren't prepared for the super right. <laughs> do you remember when the Proud Boys were something that we just looked at and went, oh they're so cute with their little serial initially initiation. Um, one thing I will tell you is I, I actually I read this the other day is that that pirates uh, have gotten a little bit of a bad rap. Um, you know you often see the idea of pirates like I mean famously in Pirates of the Caribbean they are literally plundering a town. Um, and that never happened. Um, pirates yeah. didn't plunder towns because it was bad business. They had to like they they plundered ships and then sold stuff in town. Uh, yeah, they they also don't bury treasure. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be silly. They spend treasure in towns. <laughs> what if what if instead of burying the treasure, we use it to buy things? You know, things that we like. <laughs> uh, three four hundred years from now, we're going to be in a vault. It'll be fine. Uh, Joe Coleslaw says, what does it mean to grind a game? Uh, have you done it in the past, and how did it make you feel? Oh, he yes. d- did he grow up with Super Nintendo? <laughs> I, you know, I will say I think that there is a huge difference between the way I used to. I mean, like, first of all, I don't grind a game now. If a game requires grinding now, I'm just out. Like, that's that's not something I do. Um, but I think grinding today is more like, oh, hey, I've done this, you know, I do this uh, Destiny 3, 2 raid over and over and over again. But you're actually doing a thing over and over again. As opposed to when I was like, hey, I ground Legend of Zelda 2. And that meant there was this one screen where there was two slimes. And you could kill those slimes and then leave that screen and come back and kill those slimes. And then leave that screen and kill those slimes. And you do that for like, I don't know three or four hours and you can afford that thing you want and that's that was it, it did not make me feel good joe it did not make me feel good <laughs> what do you guys think is there is there is there a game you'll grind these days i mean i think tarkov is literally just grinding hans like don't tell me no tarkov is grinding except there is still the element of fun um and chance and different things sure. right there's um as a recovering world of warcraft player oh, though, geez, yeah you know grinding a boss in a dungeon 15 times a night go taking getting you know or even say three or four times a night where it took your entire guild four hours to get to that boss you know and you did it three times that night or two times that you know or four times a weekend that you know and you do that over and over again to get one item for one person in the 25 guild 25 member raiding party right that that is a grind and then you do that till everybody in your party has that item you know i'm really glad i never got to the end game of world of warcraft because <laughs> that sounds like hell <laughs> it like and you know there's there were forums and graphs and okay you're the healer you need to do these yep. exact things and if you don't do these exact things in this exact way your team will die and you will start over at the beginning of that two or three like, or four hour. 
the the Leroy Jenkins video is you know faked, but like it's not far off <laughs> like it's it, you know the okay i think we have like an 18 percent chance if we you know like it is that literally part is 100 like, percent true yeah, yeah. it's yeah. The, the leroy jenkins itself not so much yeah. but yeah i mean you know, one person in 25 people makes one mistake in a 30 minute long combat and you're done right Sounds that terrible. terrible i just liked the fetch quests and wow they're like hey go kill five of those weird frog pig things i'm like done bring back their skins for you buddy <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, all good, all good. Uh, last question from our good friend Rich. He says, yeah. "Name one state that you really have no interest in visiting." <laughs> Delaware. Good answer. Why? Wayne's World. Huh, fair enough. Fair enough. That you know, in the beginning yeah. of Wayne's yeah. World, they're playing with the green screen yeah. and they show up. Yeah. And they're like, we're in Delaware. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Cole? Is there somewhere you would not like to go? Um, I have a beef with Ohio. Why? Have you been to Ohio? So, I think. Is it Ohio Iowa. or Iowa? I've you have a beef with Iowa. Iowa. I have a beef with Iowa. I can never remember. They both suck, I'm assuming. But Iowa. Yeah, Iowa is... I was sucked. Two states apart. Yeah, they're rough. Like Iowa is like I mean Iowa's interestingly enough that's like where a huge portion of our family is from. We've got a lot of Iowa blood in us. Um and that state is a hellscape. Um, at least in the winter. I've only ever been there in winter and my <laughs> god. That's yeah. Uh I would also throw I would if we could secede Nebraska. Uh, I I'd do it's that. It's so big and so boring. I'm sure there's parts of Nebraska that are kind of awesome because like it's surrounded by states that have kind of awesome stuff in it, but it sucks. So my friend, like at least the I-15 portion of it, just I-80, burn yeah. it all down. That's yeah. My I-80. friend Heather uh, lived in Omaha for a couple years, and she said that if you're like a 22 year old, 25 year old with a little bit of money, I'm not. Like Ohio's or like uh, Omaha's pretty dope because it's like just. It's a party town. Every like it's super boring. So like everyone just parties all the time. So like great bars, great music, great food. I, I'm not gonna go find out. So so here's a flip side question: What's a state you'd love to go? <sighs> so I've been. Let's say you, let's say you could live in any state. No, like you you did not have any any money was not a problem. But here's the here's the flip thing: It no. can't be one that you've been to. Oh. Shoot, I've been to. Gosh, yeah, that's problematic. Um, or spent any like okay. massive because <laughs> I'm like I've been to like thirty five of the states, thirty six of the states. <laughs> um, man, um, probably like uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, maybe. Um, I've never been there, but I hear they're really pretty. Um, politically lean a little bit more liberally than a lot of other. I mean, the, the other options Cole, is I've never been to like, I've never been to Louisiana. I've never been to <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> you know? So, um, New Orleans is a really fun. Town. Yeah. I'd love, man, I'd love to go to New Orleans. I don't think I want to live in, in Louisiana though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've been to almost all the Western United States, of uh, you know, a bunch of times, um, so it'd have to be somewhere out here. Maybe like, yeah, maybe, maybe like, 
I've never been to New York. New York might be kind of a fun place to live, especially if money was no option. <laughs> I'm going to pick New York. <laughs> That'd be all right. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. Did you know that Alaska is the most dangerous state in the United States? Yeah. I do. It's real, real, real unsafe there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alaska probably suits your personality more than it suits mine. Uh, I, Montana would be... I've, I've never been to Montana, Montana either. That that might be all right. Um, Wide open, nothing. Yeah, I yep. uh, just the way yeah. I like. I it. do. I do like Florida a lot, though. Um, I've been very like. There's a lot of things I like about here. Um, They're very liberal leaning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, but it's America's did way. Did you know that uh, our lack of masks equals freedom? It's great. Um, I literally heard a guy at Disney World say that the other day. Welcome to freedom. Dude, he should, he should come to Utah because we're free as shit. Like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what state I would not want to go to. I mean, there are a number of states I would not want to go to, but none of them are for real rational reasons. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, cheap free games. Uh, Epic Games is giving away two this week. We've got Insurmountable, which is actually sounds kind of interesting. It's about a. I know. I was looking yeah. at that. And I'm like, that looks pretty awesome. It's about a mountaineer. Um, so first of all, it's a roguelite. So my assumption is, it's a mountaineer who dies a lot. <laughs> uh, As they yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, essentially, so you're you're climbing a mountain. And presumably dying while you do it. it sounds kind of interesting. Uh, but they're also giving away XCOM 2, like uh, like Han said. If you want a game that'll make you hate it and you and chance. Like, I think it's a game that makes you, like, really understand what an 85% chance means. And that means that sometimes there's a 15% chance that things go wrong. <laughs> 100% of the time, 15% chance means you're going to lose because even pointing the gun at somebody's head next calm too, you will miss. Sometimes you miss. Make you, very angry. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's a game that I have meant to play a million times and never have. Um, I own it in as mad as I yeah I I as mad as it makes me I love those games they are. I uh, I always so uh, the folks who do um, oh shoot what is the name of that podcast it's not gonna come to me but there were two people on this podcast I used to listen to and uh, they had like Joe Rogan <laughs> most definitely not Joe Rogan uh, they did a thing waypoint it was waypoint radio um they did a thing where uh one of the people had never played XCOM before and the other one had played a lot of XCOM and they played it as essentially a co-op game even though it's not really co-op um where the other one would help the other one like make good choices in XCOM I always thought that'd be a kind of a fun stream so uh also let's see coming to Xbox Game Pass this month uh today actually Life is Strange True Colors those are really good games if you like that kind of telltale you know choose your own adventure kind of game i've really enjoyed the life of strange games uh, a lot of really interesting uh just a lot of interesting stuff in those games they're fun uh panzer core 2 is coming to uh so i'm sorry life of strange true colors comes to cloud console and pc today panzer core 2 comes to only pc today that is a uh strategy tank game i believe um man the dungeons of Nahel book <laughs> maybe it's coming to PC today as well uh, sounds kind of fun actually it's a uh, a team of unlikely and clumsy heroes and an epic and challenging tactical RPG uh, it's supposed to be just kind of funny generally so I, I might give that a try and then Lost in Random is coming to Cloud Console on PC uh, via uh, EA Play so you do have to have um, 
Xbox Ult- or Game Pass Ultimate to play that. Um, or I think PC, the PC version may get that as well. Uh, it's a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure where every citizen's fate is determined by the roll of a dice. I've heard actually pretty good things about that. So that uh, is that's that's all the free games this week, though. Like I said, it's a, a short list of six, but some some good stuff in there. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to uh, want to chat about before we go record another podcast about Zelda? talk about Zelda. let's do it all right we are bite me podcast you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com just don't apparently click any of our old episodes because those those uh, that audio will not play apparently we found that out before so you, you only have about the last year and a half of audio that works sorry we'll we'll figure that out uh you can uh follow us on social media at facebook instagram or twitter.com slash bite me podcast you can support our patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast you can come chat with the three of us we are mostly there most of the time in the discord by going to bite me podcast.com slash discord and you can support and or join our extra life team at bite me podcast.com slash extra life hans you are our special guest today would you like to do the honors would you like me to do? You say bite me real quiet. No. That was too quiet. I I think that worked. Bite me. There you go. How would you like me to say that? No, that was perfect. You did you did great, Hans. Bite me.